The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Dylan's a, a winner, um, you know, somebody that you know has been playing uh, as well as anybody. Uh, certainly had uh, has had a, a great start to the the season this year. He's relentless in the way that he works off the field, uh, on the practice field, and competes that way uh, every single Saturday. And, and uh, he's extremely bright. He gets the ball out quick. He's extremely accurate with the football. Great decision maker. Got an ability to to rally the guys around him too because of his infectious energy. that boy 23 years is a long time that's your uh, cc's pizza buddy right there yep i have to correct you every time not cc's pizza furs ah, cafeteria i, I get confused the west sim story at cc's yeah. is what i uh furs yeah. cafeteria sorry you and josh heupel back in the day dude it used to be it was seriously like four dollars for all you could eat at first cafeteria. <laughs> Just incredible stuff. Wasn't it like that at CC's? Like you get a four dollar yeah. buffet and it was eight yeah. and it was eight dollars for a fountain drink. That's where they got you. Well, here was the problem though, is yeah, it was cheap at CC's, but there was like the whole place was packed and they would just selectively bring out one pizza, and everyone would, like, bum rush where the pizza was, so there was never any available. That's pretty much all pizza buffets everywhere, but that is, yeah. that is accurate. Yeah, you get to a point where, all right, they're bringing a pizza out, and it's something disgusting, but you just go ahead and roll with it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's CeCe's back in the days. Well, interesting comments there. Um, good stuff. Now, I saw that. Dylan Gabriel has moved up the Heisman uh, watch list. Uh, what did I see him at number four? Now is where some people I think, had. Him? Uh, I think Joe Clapp may I uh, think had him at number yeah. four. Like the official odds, yeah, he's right around fourth. Uh, the odds in Vegas. Yeah. Well, he's had his Heisman moment. That's for sure. I think um, with the way that these Pac-12 quarterbacks are playing that he may need another Heisman moment potentially in the Big 12 championship, but he is absolutely on track to at least make it to New York City at the end of the year. This team takes care of business. Here's the – here's the, and I agree with you about the Pac-12 quarterbacks. The problem is, in my opinion, for the Pac-12, they're going to they're gonna beat each other. I – there's an elimina- There's a Heisman elimination game this weekend between Washington and Oregon, right? I, I guess it's still possible, but doubtful that Bo Nix or Penix can win the Heisman if they lose this game, right? I wouldn't count. I guess you could rematch yeah, in the Pac-12 I, championship. I, I mean, if both play well, now if someone has one touchdown, five interception, and they lose, then I would tend to agree, but... If both throw out uh, impressive numbers and it's a close game like I think it's going to, I don't think necessarily anyone's eliminated. And, and I wonder if that's the case for even Caleb Williams. You know, like, I don't think Caleb Williams will win it. I don't think no, so. He has to run the table. I don't think so either. But with the, with the USC defense being such crap and that being such a major storyline, 
I wonder if some people will be sympathetic to that for his case. And, well, they were 10-2, and two, but come on. He's still the best player in college football, so he still gets my vote. I hope that's not what happens, but I'm just wondering if that's what's going to happen. Well, that's what happened last year. They're not going to do it two years in a row. I, I hope not. Now, I hope not. Here's the thing. If it just flat out went to the best player in college football, then Caleb Williams should get the Heisman Trophy, okay? Um, but we all know that that's not exactly how it works. He already won it. It's going to be incredibly difficult for him to win two of them. Um, and I, I don't think Caleb Williams is going to win it. I think they're going to lose a couple of games, and, you know, he's, he's just – they're going to want something new. Um, and then Michael Penix and Bo Nix are about to play this weekend. And my guess, at least initially, we'll see how this thing plays out. One of those guys may not necessarily be eliminated, but it's going to be really hard for them to climb back into it. So that leaves you with uh, Penix right now is, is one, Caleb Williams two at the one I'm looking at on DraftKings. Dylan Gabriel can absolutely be number three on this list uh, come Monday. Is that where you're he could getting be, to? Well, he could be number two. Yeah, well, if Caleb Monday. Williams were to lose and not play, yeah. for sure, yeah, absolutely. It, it does feel like regardless of what happens, Dylan Gabriel has got a pretty good chance to move up into the top three come, yeah. come Monday. Yeah. No, I, I'm, that's kind of – it looks really good for him at this point. Now, he's got to take care of business. I feel like he's played two of his best games as a Sooner back-to-back. And I think moving forward, the statistics for him are going are gonna to start to get really good. I don't know. I feel like he's going to hit a, a rhythm and a confidence – that uh, that lets him hit another gear, and He's got frankly, some gettable games coming up in the final six, man. Yeah, gettable uh, games against some lower ranked defenses. Yeah, yeah, um, in- including UCF, man. Really, really starting. Yeah. It's really starting with UCF. Your next game, like that's a gettable defense, and you know he'll be highly motivated to go out there and you know throw up some serious numbers against his former team, and that'll be a storyline, I'm sure. A-, a Heisman contender going up against his former team, that, that'll be a storyline. So that'll get some attention if he plays really well. Won't be a and Heisman moment or anything, but people will know what he does against his former team. Now, there'll be some Heisman moments moving forward, but no one on this list has had, had one yet, uh, nowhere near to the, uh, the level of Dylan Gabriel. A game winner. And that's, um, that's going to be hard to top, his Heisman moment, man. I mean, someone's yeah. going to have to – lead a game-winning drive and have a game-winning touchdown pass late in the game against a really good team. Like that's Gabriel's Heisman moment's going to be really tough to top. I mean, like, not, not even two minutes left, no timeouts, the ease in which he went down the field. That, it could be the Heisman moment at the end of the year. Is there anyone that's a, that's a long shot that you think has a legit chance? Like, for instance, Brock Bowers is plus 3,500 on the list I'm looking at, and that's probably good for maybe 8th, ninth, or 10th on this list. I just think a whole lot of people are – he's a great football player. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But I just think a lot of people are going to have to really fall off for him to to win that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and I think that they will. (laughs) You know? Yeah, I just don't think everyone in front of him will. I I just would. What's, um, if you want a long shot, and he's probably not a long shot, he's just not a name that we mentioned. 
Marvin Harrison's uh, Marvin Harrison Jr.'s odds. Where's where's plus, he at? He's plus six thousand. Okay. So he's on. The, he's the last one on this list. Brock Bowers is plus thirty five hundred. Blake Corn plus five thousand. Carson Beck fifty five hundred. Drew Aller, 6,000, and Marvin Harrison Jr., 6,000. I'm guessing Jordan Travis is somewhere right behind Gabriel. Jordan Travis is right behind Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, that's what I uh, Dylan's 1,200. Jordan Travis is 1,600. Now, here's the interesting thing. Like, Jordan Travis and Drake May, I think, are probably going to face off in the ACC championship game. And if that happens. Uh, and, and there's a that's a great football game. The winner of that one's going to have a really good shot at it. Yeah, Mac politicking for uh, Drake May after an ACC championship win is is what I'm here for. Well, it's well, obvious he's the best quarterback in the country. He proved it here tonight in Charlotte going against Florida State. He's the best that's out there, better than the crap Pac-12 quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, jeez. He well, uh, I'll awesome. say this. Uh, he's right, and there's a there's. Not a small amount of people that think that Drake May is going to be the one that goes in front of Caleb Williams if it, if the draft were to happen. Now, uh, North Carolina's got Miami this week, which is going to be a good one. And then they still have to play Duke and at Clemson. That's back-to-back weeks in, in November. So he's going to have – Drake May's going to have the schedule to do it if they run that and then play Florida State. I mean, he'll have a chance at it if they were to pull something off. Like, because he's got the North Carolina story, you know. And I mean, there's there's still some guys out there that have a chance at it. Five eight zero Caleb's Heisman moment is going to be him going out on defense and getting a pick six because Alex Grinch's defense sucks. Um, <laughs> Tulsa Boomer says DG's moment can't be topped, only possibly matched. That's where I'm at, Tulsa Boomer. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well. Timing is critical, too. You know, just like anything, week six of the, of the season is going to fade, and if you're a front runner, and, and we also have to throw in the fact that Dylan Gabriel can have another Heisman moment in the Big 12 championship game, or really in any of the games left, right? But, um, you know, there's, there's going to be some dramatics at the end of the season with a lot of these guys because a lot of them uh, have the potential to face each other, like like Jordan Travis and Drake May, like Bo Nix and, and Penix and, and Caleb Williams, all those guys. So, yeah, I, I would say that it, this is one of those years, really, that is pretty uncommon that I still think the Heisman Trophy race is absolutely oh, yeah. wide open. Well, just like the national championship race is wide open. The Heisman is as well. Um, Kyler won his Big 12 championship weekend. That's yeah. that's happened before. When did when did Baker officially win his? Like, he came into the season as one of the favorites. His Heisman moment was at Ohio State. Was it ever a, a moment, or was he just kind of always the leader the entire year back in 2017? I think he was – because he went in 16. Didn't he make it to the, uh, yeah, yeah. the ceremony? Yeah, he and D.D. Westbrook did. Yeah, that's a big part of it, um, but his his stats were just so incredible, and you know the Ohio State thing was was big time, and like, I don't know. It got to that, a point where he was such a front runner, people were looking for any reason, such as a crotch grab, to not give him the Heisman Trophy in November. Yeah, which is 
crazy because stuff like that, I if that's truly what they're doing, and and I'm, I'm I agree with you. You're giving it the opposite effect. The more attention you give someone like that, the more they watch them, the the better chance that they they have of winning it. Well, let what the, about let the, that be the a, shootout against Oklahoma State? Yeah, well, yeah, he he did throw an interception in the end zone late in that game, yeah, but true. the amount of yards that he threw up that game, you, you can count that as a big moment too. But let Baker Mayfield be a lesson. When OU travels to Kansas later on this month, Dylan Gabriel will need to uh, recreate that moment over there against KU and Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that what you got to do? I think is, so, yeah. I, I don't think – I think Stutzman is going to be the one to recreate that probably. <laughs> it's, it's true. That's his butt-kiss moment right there. Yeah. That is the yeah. butt-kiss moment. He'd be most likely to recreate – that or or do something to make fun of it or build off of it but kind of you better go into that game really focused on what you've got to do that day because that's a that's a dangerous football game micah from Kanawa, i like this text it says dg doesn't have a billboard in Times square so he has no chance man <laughs> dude i i can't teddy i can't even do prep work for the show anymore without seeing bodacious all over my computer screen I'm on 24-7, like, you know, looking at some recruiting stuff and bodacious. Bo Nix is all, all over the computer screen there. He's had a billboard in Dallas, a billboard in New York, and he's absolutely in the Heisman conversation, but, jeez, it is everywhere, man. God. Yeah, they've uh... – I wonder if there's something as, uh, as over-marketing. Because if I had a Heisman vote, that's where I would be right now with bodacious. Yeah, well, frankly uh... – in my opinion, it's it's blasphemy that they're using the name Bodacious. Uh, that is the best bull in history, bull riding, right? Uh, He's nowhere near that acclaim. Come on. Sean says, what was Caleb Williams' Heisman moment, losing to Utah? Yeah, which time? Yeah. I think Caleb Williams' Heisman moment was transferring from Oklahoma. Like it goes back to the, the the crotch grab for Baker Mayfield, like the amount it's it's a lot of this stuff is just a popularity contest and the amount of publicity that Caleb Williams got for that whole situation and being a centerpiece in it, you know, and then he obviously went out there and backed it up on the field. Like that is probably what propelled him is all the eyeballs he had before the season even started because of that. Gary from Couch Cafeteria, Teddy is absolutely correct about the bull. So, yep. you, you got a you got a lot of defenders there for you. Where's tough Heedman when we need him? Um, probably going to be a, a silly question here, but, you know, with, with where, where the OU Who's defense. Who's the second greatest bull of all time? Yellow Jacket. Yeah, we'll, we'll do bull rankings at the oh, top of the okay. 5 o'clock hour. Don't, don't worry Sorry. about that. We'll, we'll get to it. What would be more meaningful to the program as it currently like sits, like the, the situation? Another Heisman? No. Or a Buckus Award? Yes. Yeah. Defensive recruiting, that would really matter. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. It's um, crazy to say that another award wouldn't be worth more than a Heisman, and, and maybe it is a crap take, but just ha- having having the face of – Defensive college football back on your side for the first time, and geez, I don't know how long. 
I, I, yeah. I, don't, I mean, that would just be massive. No, I changed my mind. It's, it's still the Heisman. Yeah. I mean, Danny Stutzman as the Heisman. There you go. There's your answer. Well, well, here's the thing. It's about narrative, right? The narrative with Lincoln Riley is that all he cares about is offense. So if he wins another Heisman Trophy, everyone's well, who cares, right? Who cares that he w- wins another Heisman Trophy? Yeah, that's good. That's good for him, and that's good for that individual player. But, you know, the narrative is that, of course, he doesn't care about defense. But if Oklahoma has a Heisman Trophy winner in the absence of Lincoln Riley, and I know that we have him, you know, obviously before Lincoln Riley, but, I mean, the thought is that, all of the offensive prowess left town whenever Lincoln Riley left. So if you're to win a Heisman Trophy after that for what is known to be a defensive-minded head football coach, then I think that that is the best that you can have. Uh. Great point. The defensive recruiting is going to be there no matter what. Yeah, I'm I'm just laughing because Stillwater Sooner says the Lou Groza Award would help out quite a quite a lot. (laughs) There's truth to that. No, all of that's fair. I you know, but but if you if you make it to the playoff this year and you continue to play really good defense, elite defense, and you have Stutzman winning the Buckus Award, might Brent Venables be? I think Kirby Smart's there. Of course, Nick Saban's there as well. But Brent Venables really starts to enter that conversation as the most notable defensive minds in the sport. And I think there's some real value to that. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's already there. I think the only... I'm just saying for perception-wise, I think he's already one of the best defensive minds, too. But if we're talking about perception, then, ooh, well, I mean, it's, he's a defensive-minded head coach. One of the best out there in college football. Yeah, I think I, I'm not worried about the defensive recruiting at all. I, I know it's going to be there, and um, will it get a boost in his second year if a player wins the Butkus Award? Yeah, I think it will. Um, but I just I don't think it would be bigger than a Heisman. Are we still talking about if it'd be bigger than a Heisman? I, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Most people are like, why not both in a year? Has that ever been done before? Uh, it's been done before at OU. Yeah. Jason White yeah. won a Heisman, and then uh, the guy on the other uh, side of the mic here won the Buckus that year. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm trying to think, did Trevor Lawrence didn't win the Heisman, did he? No, he never did. Won a national championship, but uh, never a Heisman trophy. Did, has anyone at Clemson won one? Um, Deshaun Watson didn't win one, correct? I don't think that I he did. I can't remember. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that. I mean, not during the Dabo era, they haven't. Um, okay. Let me let me check and see here recently if anyone's won a Heisman and a Buckus in the same season. Yeah, because I was just wondering if if uh, you know the Isaiah Simmons kid won it at the same time of. Uh, Deshaun Watson or one of them. But all right, uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on here from the brown bag in Norman. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is the ref, home of Sooner fans. 
Hey, Sooner basketball fans, it's time for one last go-round in the Big 12 at the Lloyd Nobles Center. Your men's basketball season tickets are on sale now and start at just $149. Secure your seats now and don't miss out on any of this year's Sooner Hoops games. Visit Soonersports.com or call 800-456-GO-OU. That's 800-456-4668 to purchase your tickets today. We'll see you at the LNC this season. Boomer Sooner. Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are constantly receiving new inventory. Finishyourdiploma.org to find free and supportive adult education centers near you. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. By the way, most recent team school to... Won a Heisman and a Buckus in the same year. Alabama. Rolando McClain won the Buckus in 09. Mark Ingram won the Heisman in 09. Oh, there you go. There that was you go. Alabama's first Heisman trophy was in 2009. Capitalizing on the recent success uh, and momentum created by Nicholas Saban. Yes, they have absolutely done that with Heisman trophies, national championships, draft picks, and everything. Yes, the question is, will that continue moving forward? Are they done? Is it over? Do you end done? I don't know about that, but I think they actually have one of the more dangerous football teams in the country right now just because of what people think of them and the fact that they're able to kind of put aside all of the stuff that typically surrounds them and just go out and work. Still hard to believe. Uh, I mean, it's not hard to believe, but, you know, the fact that they're coming to town next year. Still uh, kind of wild. Yeah. Are we SEC ready for that game? <laughs> oh, God. There, there's the entire offseason in a nutshell. Entire eight months, nine months of the offseason next year. Well, well, hell, we'll find out if they're SEC ready when Bama comes to town. Find out real quick. What you guys think of the Bama game? Bama looked pretty good last year. Just yeah. don't let that be an 11 a.m. ESPN game like they're playing this weekend. Ooh. Please don't let that be the case. Um, I have a man. feeling that one's going to be prime time. Yeah, that, that will be. Yeah, your boy Hype's got a, a big game this weekend. Some, yeah, that's right. Some people picking A&M to win that football game. I have, uh, I've locked Tennessee minus three. So fade my selections if you're smart. Are you getting yourself into trouble again just by yes. being yes. anti-Texas A&M? Yes. Okay. Though that has won me money in the past before, so that has been a winning proposition more times than not, fading yeah, Texas A&M. I games. feel like there's a whole lot of the uh, the USC hate leading everyone to pick Notre Dame, and I'm not so sure about that. It just feels too easy, right, that Notre Dame's going to beat USC – um, and Notre Dame's been going through a gauntlet of a schedule right now, man. I know. Um, what at Ohio State? They played at Louisville, or excuse me, Ohio State at home. Then they were at Louisville last weekend, where they were at NC State. Maybe in between that, they they've had yeah. a bit of a gauntlet, not playing yep. good football right now. And either. here's what's crazy: they're like Oklahoma has the highest percentage chance, according to the Football Power Index at ESPN. We have the highest percentage chance to win out by far. We're at 41.7% chance to win out. 
The next closest, Notre Dame, 27.7. So. Still wouldn't get them in a playoff, by the way. No. Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely, which sucks for them, you know. So, hey, I I don't feel bad for them, though, man. I mean, I feel bad for, like, I I guess the kids that are on the team. But you – you don't want to be in a conference. You don't get the opportunity in a conference championship game. Sorry. I, and they're a two-loss team, so I think even if they won the ACC title game, they probably wouldn't get in. But I'm never going to feel sorry for Notre Dame for not being in the conference and being left out of the playoff because they don't get that one extra game. Sorry. Now, I know we've had two teams from a conference in. We've had teams that lost their, their last game make it. Have we had a two-loss team make it yet? We almost did. The answer to that is no. Um, I didn't think so. Auburn was a two-loss team in 2017, and they beat Bama and Georgia, I think, back-to-back, and then they rematched with Georgia again in 2017 in the SEC championship game. Lost that one. Georgia plays OU in the Rose Bowl, or OU probably plays Auburn in the Rose Bowl that year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, Notre Dame cooked. And I still feel like it's pretty wide open. Um, I think it's going to be most likely Georgia and Alabama in the SEC championship game. And winner of that goes because I don't see, well, I guess, I guess if Alabama beat Georgia, they could both make it, couldn't they? I, I, yeah, Georgia would probably still be in as the last team to get in the playoff. Yeah. Depending, I guess it depends a little bit on what happens out there, but I have a hard time believing that if Georgia's only loss was in the SEC championship game. They're not going to the leave two-time, the two-time defending champ yeah. out. Yeah, I, I think it sucks too, text line. I, I, I hate it as well. But two-time defending champ, only lost to Bam on a neutral field. Georgia's getting in that playoff yeah, as the force in. They'd be in under that scenario. Now, uh, if if someone else can uh, can knock Georgia off before then, which it looks a lot less likely after watching that Kentucky game, doesn't it? Um, but, you know, I think Missouri, Ole Miss, and Tennessee are, are dangerous football teams. We'll see what they have. I mean, I never would have picked Missouri to be 5-1 and one at this point, right? And um, they played no. uh, LSU pretty tight. So And beat Kansas State. Greg from Lawton says – I guess that's really their only win is Kansas State. Greg from Lawton says, what year uh, did Les Miles have a two-loss LSU national championship team? BCS, I'm guessing. Yeah, that was 2007. And that wacky year in 07. Where uh, West Virginia, all they had to do on the final week of the regular season was beat a bad pit team at home. And I think uh, your boy Pat McAfee missed a critical field goal at the end of the game to, to lose it, to keep really? West Virginia out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to think, was that the year that – was it Kentucky that dumped the Gatorade on the coach? No, that was in like 2002, and oh. LSU hits uh, a Hail Mary. But to show my nerd side a little bit, if you don't mind, that same year in 07 – Kentucky did beat LSU in Lexington. Yeah. I think that was the next time that LSU had to go to Lexington, 
and that was LSU's first loss of the year as the number one team, but they end up winning the title. Yeah, that was their first loss. They lost to Kentucky in overtime. Who else did they lose to? Uh, They lost to Arkansas, final week of the regular season at home. Got anything else? Do you remember the score? Yeah, no, I'm going to guess, though. Um, It was an overtime game, correct? Yes. So Arkansas, I think, wins by two on a two-point conversion. I'm going to guess 52-50 final score. Woo! 50-48. Oh, what an idiot! Nicely done. You still, it was so close that you still <laughs> proved that you're a huge loser. Uh, thank you. 918. So, good job. 918. Playoff could be OU versus Bama and Texas versus Georgia. Uh, <laughs> An all SEC. Oh, that would be great. That is. That would be great. Actually, I oh God, I hate Texas so much, though. I don't know if I can root for that, but it would still be funny. No Big Ten or ACC or anything. That would be funny, and you'd have a chance to play. You'd have you'd have the rubber match against Texas in the championship national championship game for the third time of this season. Oh hell! Well, that, we would have won the championship game if Quinn Ewers didn't throw five picks. We were the better team. <laughs> They'd make fake championship trophies and everything. Credit to them, but we Texas beat Texas. They'd act today. like uh, Shooter McGavin stealing our uh, green jacket there, <laughs> running away with it because they thought they were better. Oh, that's great. And Danny, right. Danny Stutzman, I believe that's Mr. Gilmore, tracks <laughs> tracks him down. <laughs> Mr. Gabriel. He, he becomes a, even more of a legend after that. There's your oh, ending of good. the season. Oh, that's funny. All right, got to hit a timeout. Quick break here from the Brown Bag in Norman. You can't miss this right here in Brookhaven Village, 36th in, in Robinson. They've got the tenders back, three, four, or six, fresh, hand-breaded, Made to order, and you can order online. Go to thebrownbagok.com. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's what caught Teddy's eye, brought to you by Yalagosny Law. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at Yalagosny Law. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. That's Yalagosny Law, 405-800-8080. 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is? Uh, Bryce Harper. <laughs> really? Uh, wow, okay. Well, I'm, I'm just saying a lot of Kill people. Kill a man with two words, why don't you? Yeah, um, a lot of people were upset about the the throat slash uh, gesture. What do you make of that? Well, I was upset about the staring gesture while he was uh, <laughs> crossing second base more than anything. But I don't know. I mean, what? Whatever. I I I know what's going on um, in the Middle East. It's terrible. It's it's awful. Um, probably 
poorly timed to do that, but I don't know. I guess I'm not going to get too upset. It's kind of how I'm. I'm more upset game, with the two bomb he, he hit last night. Yeah. Game four tonight. What's going to happen? Oh, Spencer Strider's going to have probably 11 strikeouts, and the Braves will win eight to one, most likely. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Uh, Dion has said that the late start times are the stupidest thing ever. Do you think we could trade some <laughs> late start times for some early start times if he's if he's worried about it? Uh, what what are those those games start at like 9 p.m. local time here? I, I do yeah. think that there would be a good amount that said 9 p.m. or 11 a.m. Yeah, let's go ahead with the 9 p.m. please. Here's the quote: Who makes these eight o'clock games? Dumbest thing ever. Stupidest thing. Ever invented in life? Who wants to stay up until 8 o'clock for a darn game? Uh, <laughs> what about the East Coast? Do they even care about ratings? Is anyone watching it? What are we supposed to do with the kids all day until 8 o'clock? What are we supposed to do in the hotel? <laughs> Practice running over to the student section and celebrating. That's, that's probably uh, what they're doing. Uh, I thought that was, uh, was great. Okay, last one I've got. Um, Jordan Palmer who is Carson Palmer's younger brother, played quarterback. Did he play at USC, too? I think he played at UTEP to finish his career. Yeah, immaterial. Played a, spent a little bit of time in the league. But he's become a, a quarterback whisperer, I guess. He trains a bunch of these high-level high school kids, and I think a bunch of guys in college and even pros go and work with him. He says that Caleb Williams – will be the best college quarterback ever to enter the NFL draft. He says right now he's an upper-level NFL quarterback that's out there playing against college kids. Well, You agree with any of these sentiments? I don't know about the first parts, but the last part, some of the quarterback play that I've seen this year, I would be inclined to believe that that is, <laughs> that is accurate. Caleb Williams could have uh, had less interceptions than Dak Prescott, the quarterback of my favorite team on Sunday Night Football. I definitely agree with the last part. The first one, uh, he's in the conversation, man, as much as I hate to admit it. He's yeah, good. I know. He is. I think just a, a quick little note on Prescott and his performance. I think he's just trying to – Lull the 49ers to sleep for that NFC championship game. Oh, so they can lose 10-6 to 6 next time? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Can't wait. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. It took me a week or two to get on the same side with you on this one, but I'm, I'm officially there now because it is official. Jason Bean, quarterback of Kansas, will make his fourth start of the year at Oklahoma State on Saturday. Well, it's not official, but there's multiple reports out there, I should say. Jalen Daniels has missed the last two games with back issues and remains doubtful this week. Um, And there's no timetable, essentially, on his return. There's been rumors of, uh, you know, maybe something off the field that happened there. But if I had to guess right now, Jason Bean's starting against OU coming up in a few weeks. Yeah. They're not even given a... A timetable or uh, anything with it. Timetable. Uh, who misses? Who misses half the season with back tightness? You ever heard of that? And you know, I, I, you you don't always get coaches come out and say specifically what someone has done. But 
you know, oftentimes when it's a player of this caliber, I there's there's got to be some hard questions being asked. Like, really, back tightness is that all we're going to get? Uh, you guys didn't know about it until right before the game started. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, it's just fishy. It, it it it's definitely fishy. It will rank the final six games in terms of toughness at the top of the five o'clock hour, but that uh, that could affect things. That's for sure. Xavier Worthy had some words to say via Instagram. Typical Texas. Do oh. all your trash talk on social media. Um, there's an ESPN college football post of uh, Stutzman and Brent Venables posing in the new uh, T-shirt for, uh, for Danny Stutzman. Mm-hmm. And Worthy, essentially, the quote tweet version of Instagram, has two laughing face emojis and says, you would think MFs just won the natty. That's what yeah. Xavier Worthy had to say about Stutzman's new T-shirt. Right. Well, let me just ask this question. Has, has it been a bit much? Do we need to, quote, act like we've been there? Nah, it's fine. <laughs> I've actually enjoyed myself this week. Anything yeah. more, maybe, like if it lingers on into next week, like if we're, if we're on a Thursday and stuff like this is still going on, then maybe, but... I think it's fine. It was a great quote. They put it on a T-shirt. Kids going to make some money out of it. I don't. I don't have an issue. But apparently, you're kind of there on the line where you think it might be. Oh no, not necessarily. I, I just think that that things get so much attention because of social media. Um, you know, I'm, I don't know what all Texas did or said or or whatever after they beat Alabama, but I'm guessing. You know, they acted like they just won the national championship as well. And our excitement, and no one outside of Oklahoma fans will understand this, no matter how many times you try and explain it to them, but our excitement really doesn't have anything to do with Texas. Yes, we beat Texas, but Texas just happened to be the first real test for a football team that everyone has been reluctant to just dive in and go all out and get behind, right? So the fact that it happened, Texas just so happened to be, had beat Alabama, they're ranked number three. This is our biggest test. And that's really what you're seeing. It, Yeah, we beat Texas and everyone's happy about that. But I think it has less to do about Texas than, than what, people outside of the fan base understand yeah uh last one i have is the ou bowl tonight in arrowhead in kansas city broncos and chiefs on thursday night football 10 sooners will be on display tonight blake bell nick benito creed humphrey marvin mims wanye morris samaje p ryan ronnie perkins ben powers dty james winchester james winchester Ten Sooners tonight. Unless Dang. the Broncos, uh, they're close to a fire sale. Unless the Broncos trade away three or four of their OU players, there will be ten on the field tonight. Well, the OU players are about the only ones playing good for them right now, aren't uh, they? Yeah, pretty much, man. Yeah. Is this going to be an absolute ass-whipping tonight? You know, the fact that everyone on the Broncos know that there's a chance they're dealt away and their season is essentially over in Denver, I – yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I, th- I think that it is. I think that it will be. Well, 
Taylor Swift if, will be there. Maybe that's the distraction the Broncos need. Maybe it is. Mm. Maybe it is. If I um, if I know NFL football or really the sport in general, when something is a guarantee, the exact opposite happens. So, Broncos outright. Broncos money lines to play tonight. Broncos money line. There you go. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll come back and wrap up hour number two next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. If you're looking for the best casino experience, then Riverwind is your place to play. Get spooky with our $80,000 Friday Night Fright. Play with your wild card all October. For a chance to win a share of $80,000. Riverwind, the best place to have a good time. Mike Steely here for Cavens Group. Do you need help with fire, water, or mold remediation? Cavens is a local company that's been in business for over 15 years in the Oklahoma City area. Because they know you can't predict emergencies, Cavens is available 24 hours a day to help with emergency services. 9800. Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Let's try to get through several texts before we hit the top of the hour. Drew from Flower Mound says, who y'all got in the Oregon-Washington game? That is, uh, that's got to be the game of the weekend, right? I, it is. I'm tempted to take Oregon. I think they're pretty good. Um, yeah. I'm going to take Washington in a close game and a field goal since they're at home. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean if this was neutral fielder in Eugene, I'd probably take Oregon. I I think I'm strictly taking Washington because they're at home, but they're good too, man. I just I really like Oregon. I'm I'm doing the exact same thing. I think Oregon is the more balanced football team. They can win the line of scrimmage. Um they got a better defense than Washington. I just think the I think Washington's gonna like totally abandon the run. And just throw the ball all over the field with Penix and those receivers. And I don't know, never been there, but supposedly this place is one of the loudest stadiums in college football, even though it doesn't hold a whole bunch. I guess like the layout they somehow makes it really loud. They used to have aluminum bleachers, and they used to stomp on them out there to make it loud. I don't, I don't know if they've done any renovations out there, but you, you, are, you were definitely correct 15 years ago. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think I'm going with Washington because they're at home, but I, I really – I don't know. I, that's just a guess. I don't really have any idea who's But if going I can only watch game. one game this weekend, that's the game that I'm watching, though. Watching, really? You, hate watching UFC is always tough to pass up, though. That's what I'm, I'm – I'm shocked. What about hate watching Texas A&M? I can hate watch Oklahoma State. I can hate watch Missouri. There's a lot of hate watching that will be going on on Saturday. What what time is that kickoff? Which one for uh, the Oregon Washington? Two thirty. Two thirty. Two thirty kick. So what's the layout look like uh, for all the good games? We've what's the, 11, is there anything good early? I mean, not really. Unless Arkansas gives Alabama a game, which I don't expect. Feels like the the more interesting games for us. A lot staggered, or kind of there at two thirty, and then mm-hmm. uh, USC Notre Dame the night game. Yeah, 
That'll be good. USC-Notre Dame will be a good night game. Oh, Miami and North Carolina's 6.30 kick, too. There you go. So, but you got, and, you got Oregon-Washington at 2.30, A&M-Tennessee at 2.30, KU at OSU at 2.30. That's a pretty – Hey, I'll, I'll also say this. I, UCLA-Oregon State may be the best game of all of them. Like, those two teams are incredibly physical. I know we don't think of UCLA that way, but – their defense is like brute force. Oregon State has an incredible running attack. Like that's going to be an awesome game. Yeah, that's a seven o'clock kick too. Uh, okay, for the four oh five to Teddy's point, it wasn't about Texas. When was the last time we beat a top three team? I bet it's been a long time. So you have that, and then coming Ohio off State. CBOW bailing and last year's season, this win signifies we're back in the playoff picture. Yes, you're correct. Ohio State was number two in 2017. That was the last time. So it's really the biggest win that we've had since 17? Six years since Baker planted the flag. Dang. Yep. That sucks. That's a long time. Yeah, and you haven't – have you had – have you been close to a win of that magnitude since then? Yeah. Not really, right? Well, Georgia. Well, you're close, yeah, but it was the same year. year. Um, we almost beat LSU – in 2019 in the Peach Bowl. It was Bowl. close with 10 minutes left in the first. <laughs> All right, quick time out. we got the final hour of the rush coming up next here from the Brown Bag. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans.